Praise God. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Praise God. Give God a good hand clap of praise one more time. Hallelujah. 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 Hasn't this been good tonight? Aren't you glad just to be in the presence of God? In the house of God? Turn to somebody nearby and say, I'm glad I came tonight. And acknowledge that and say, I'm glad you came too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I feel I got something to, to bring to you tonight. If you want to go with me to the book of Psalm, chapter 77, and I'll, I'll give you a fair warning. It's a, a, a bit, not too long, but a, a little length of uh, scriptures. And if you need to sit down as we're reading, by all means, I might go halfway and let you sit. I want to be mindful of you. I don't want to wear you out just with the scripture reading. I want to say how glad I am to be with you, thankful and appreciative to your pastor and family, to Brother Landis, to Sarah, uh, just how, they, how well they and, and the church all treats me and shaking my hand and, and nice things to say. It means a whole lot. It, it feels good to be liked, doesn't it? <laughs> It feels good to be light. And uh, I've been, I guess, this morning evangelizing, preaching out for a little over a year, looking forward to being in one place. And we are having weekly services now. But uh, I've really enjoyed meeting people and talking to people. That, that the, the pastor and his wife and his family, if they got kids or adult kids, makes no difference. But I really enjoy talking to saints as well. I just like to, like to say hello and just meet you and shake your hand. So... Uh, oftentimes I've had a pastor say, man, I'll, I'll try to get you in the office right up the church, but otherwise they'll, they'll talk your leg off, you know. And I say, well, I, I can give him a run for the money. I'm a talker too. <laughs> so it doesn't bother me one bit. But I'm just so glad to be with you. Looking forward to what God's going to do. And if you'll just give me, how many, give me, how many will give me just about 10 minutes tonight? How many? More than that. Add those up, brother. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. I got plenty of time. There we go. Thank you for being so generous. <laughs> Psalm chapter 77. The writer says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God. I, mean, I, cried, unto, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I ever felt like this a little bit? Three, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. Somebody say, I have too. And my spirit was overwhelmed. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient time. Now, verse 6, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever, and will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Does his promise fall evermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And I will say, and, and, uh, and I said this is my infirmity, but I will remember. Somebody say, I will remember. The years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember 
thy wonders of old. Verse 12, I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. I want to bring this thought to you tonight. I hope that it helps. Uh, Probably uh, this morning I feel probably was for individuals, perhaps the church as a whole, but I feel like tonight is, is definitely... Uh, meant to be for individuals. For it, it, it might, it, everyone will be can identify with it. But I feel perhaps there's just one, two, three, four that really needs to hear this message tonight. Is that all right? So if it's kind of not really smacking your face, you know, uh, and hitting you, just respond the same, just to help the atmosphere get going for the people who it may really be aimed towards tonight. Is that all right? How many help me preach this evening for a little while? I want to bring this thought to you simply. The memories are for me. The memories are for me. One more time now. Lift your voice in your hands, if you will, and your, your, your hearts unto the Lord. Let's ask God to touch us and bless us in the name of Jesus. Lord, truly we ask you to have your way this evening. Again, Lord, the same prayer goes out in the next few moments, Jesus. I pray your blessings and your touch upon your people. Anoint, Lord, I pray your ears and spirits to receive, O God. Your words already anointed, but anointed coming out of my mouth, Lord, to their ears. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody said amen. God bless you so much. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. This psalm here, this writing, is written by a a man named Asaph. Not all of the book of Psalm, you may know this, it's not a a deep uh, learning, but not all the book of Psalm is written by David, but of course, oftentimes we attribute it to be. But other individuals have a part in the book of Psalms. And this man, Asaph, wrote this. It is an individual lamentation, a a, a gripe, a complaint, a a moan, a prayer in that sense. In absence of an answer from God. Now we can quickly point at this and say, how dare he pray like that? Because should not he know and so on. But how many can testify to not identify with the idea sometimes my prayers really do turn into just groanings and moanings unto God. To where you don't really know what to say or do, but you know what you're saying. It just feels good to get some stuff out of you. However, as he expresses in the opening verse, he was sure that God heard his cry. After the prayer is made, it seems that then the wait would begin. Asaph had faith, I believe, for he had he not had any faith, There'd be no supplication or prayer made in the first place. He had something else as well. And that is that Asaph had a memory, or at least memories, of the Lord and God's doings. You heard in our reading, he says, I remember God. I have considered the days of old. I called to remembrance my song in the night. I will remember the years of the Most High. I'll remember the works of the Lord. I will remember thy wonders of old. Asaph had memories. It seems in Asaph's trial, in Asaph's time of lamenting to God, that he covered that time with prayer, with faith, but he also had 
memories. Somebody say amen. He had prayer for an answer. He had faith to fuel it. But he also had memories of past victories. If he had nothing else, he had a memory that God had been with him in the past. Therefore, God will be with him in the present. Not only will God be with him in the present, but I believe he already knew. I'll go through a trial again. And if he was with me in the past, and if he's with me right now, I have no reason to doubt he'll be with me in the future. I want to bring your attention and focus on the memories. You may have heard of a company a few years ago called Creative Memories, a scrapbooking company, materials to decorate ordinary photos of colors and streamers and, and pens and pencils to write things down uh, of dates and locations. It was a way to uh, make just an ordinary photo album uh, become more alive and creative. Uh, with creative memories. Uh, it was a cool way to look at these pictures and, and let them sink in and more fun to open the page with colors and words and dates and stuff on there. Bear with me for a second as I bring this thought to you. That is that a friend of mine and my wife's has three kids and a little while ago, I think a couple of years ago now, he took himself, him, his wife, and two of the three kids to Disney World. The youngest, just a small toddler, he left back with other family. And when I asked why he left the baby, his response was that they could move a whole lot quicker through the park, not having to stop and change diapers. And it doesn't make a difference as much because... Uh, uh, the, the baby won't remember it like we would. And if we uh, go to a ride for the two older kids, then we can have an even number of four and not five. But the, best, the, 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 the most point he made was that the baby would not remember the trip and vacation anyway. So he figured, why take him to where he really will not glean from that? At first thought, I said to myself, that's kind of rude. <laughs> the baby gets ripped off. But truly, I understand their point. And what they said is unarguably true. The baby does not recall the trip. But in conversation with my wife later on, we have three kids, 13, 10, and, and 3. In conversation, my mind went back to my first thought. And I thought, you know what? That's still not very fair because here's the idea. The baby may not remember. My kids, the first time we went to Disney World, we were just living a few hours, I say a few, about nine hours away. And the first time that we went to Disney World, I would not trade that for anything in my life. To see my daughter scream when she first saw that castle, she was so excited. To see my son just two, two and a half point at the animals in Animal Kingdom and get all excited. Unless they look at pictures now, they vaguely can recall if they got a picture of it in front of them. But when I talk about things, uh, that trip, that, that memories that from that trip, uh, they have no recollection of that. They don't think about that. Uh, but it is memorable to uh, me. 
times we took our kids to the beach, seeing them dig in sandcastles, watch them kick around in the ocean, kick a ball into the water, fling a frisbee, and, and dig holes and, and get buried in there. It, it, it's such a great time, and I'm a nostalgic sap. I'm really not good at getting older. Not because I'm getting old, but I, I, it's not supposed to happen. I, I'm still young, I think, and time's going by so fast. And I recall uh, one trip, uh, I was watching my kids play, and I just literally stopped and closed my eyes and pictured them right in front of me, what they were doing, hoping I could really capture that memory and pull it out of my brain housing group later on uh, and still enjoy it. We've been gone from North Carolina just over a year now. Some things my kids will never forget. Some things they already have forgotten. Though I knew this would happen, I I wish that they would remember all the things that I remember. But then again, all the trials and the difficulties and the frustrations, I'm actually glad they don't remember all those things. When we closed on our small home that we were so proud of, still proud to call that place our house, our first house and only house we owned out there. The house was empty, not one box. I mean, there was nothing at all left in the house. And I had this crazy idea. My wife just doesn't think like me, and that's a good thing. It balances us out. (laughs) And I said, I want to have one more dinner at the house. She says, there's no furniture. I said, I know. She says, I can't cook. I said, I know. Let's get some pizza. And go back to the house and just sit. She says, why? I said, just one more time. I was really emotional about it. Kids could care less. They, they, as long as they got pizza, they were happy. So we got some pizzas. Went back and we sat right there in the kitchen floor where the table would be. And it worked. I said, I want us to talk about our nine years of living here. You guys don't remember everything, but surely you got some memories from this house. My wife smirked, and she could, I think she might have said, this is stupid. <laughs> and then we got to talking about it. I said, Tavner, remember you're riding your bike around, and the only rock sticking out of the ground this high is a rock your head found when you flipped your bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my head, I said, yeah, I remember that. My daughter and I talking about different things, the dog running away and so on. And my wife chimed in, and before you knew it, we were sharing memories with each other. We're about to leave this house and move a thousand miles back uh, where my wife is from. And the idea is this, that memories that are made in our lives, you get this, when we take pictures of our children, when you take videos of our kids, The memories are not so much for them because they're so small. They might watch it when they're 15 or 25 years old, but they really will not remember having that video taken of them. But I would posit this idea to you that the memories are not being made for them, but the memories are being made for us, the parents. Uh, birthdays, uh, Christmases, vacations. Uh, I want to look back at those when I'm 55, 65, 75 and just talk and chat. What my idea is that memories that we have uh, are given to us to pull back from and use in times of troubles. Asaph had memories. Yes, he had a prayer. He had to have some faith, but he had memories. 
He had memories of past victories, stories of God's providence handed down to him. God gave Asaph memories to pull up from the past to become a strength and an encouragement unto him. But here is a simple thought tonight. It's not that God implanted a memory into Asaph's mind and just gave him a big bottle of faith and said, if you ever go through a trial, just remember I told you this or that. I would submit to you that Asaph could stand with anybody else and begin to talk about trials he'd been through. He could begin to speak about tribulations in his life. He could talk about anything like anyone else could stand and give his testimony. It means that Asaph had to go through some things in his life, but come out on the other side still serving God, still being a worshiper, to understand he has a memory of how God blessed him and saw him through in the past. And now that he's facing another trial and another situation, he can pull from his mind a memory. This reminds me of what I went through 10 years ago. This is kind of like what our family had to deal with five years ago. But I understand something, that God was with me back then, so I believe that God is with me now. I'm telling you this, why God allows you to go through some things in your life because he already knows he's going to bring you through. And what God is doing is creating a memory in your mind. So when you start to go through some things again, you don't got to wonder if God's going to do it. You just pull back from your mind the memory of how God did it before. The memory is given to you. So you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if he did it once, he'll do it again because I got a memory of how God brought me through. Somebody give God some praise for that idea tonight. Asaph said, I call to remembrance my song in the night. Perhaps in his darkest time, in his loneliest time of his life, he could do nothing else but sing a song in hopes that the sun would rise again. And now the memory of that song is beginning to play over in his mind again and say, I know I sang this song in my last dark time. I sang this song my last hard trial. And I remember coming out of this trial. I remember how my song, how my praise, how my worship Ah, somebody say amen. It wasn't that I praised and worshipped and it all went away. But as I was going through it, knowing I'd make the other side, I never lost my praise. I never lost my worship. So I will sing my song in the night again. He says, this is my infirmity. But I'll remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. His hand was on me then. His hand will be on me now. He said, I remember the works of the Lord. I remember uh, the wonders of old. As though he's saying, when I'm messed up and confused, 
issues, when I have issues abounding in my life, when I just don't know what to do with all that life is throwing at me, I will remember the years that God's hand was upon me. All the times that God just blew my mind by his providence and his protection. If I have nothing else, I got prayer, I got faith, but beyond that, I got memories of how God brought me through it. And I want to say it again, the memories are for you to pull strength and encouragement from because write it down and get it in your mind right now until the day you expire from this earth. There'll always be another trial to face, but God wants to give you memories of coming out of those trials so everyone that comes your way, you can identify with and say, I know I can get through this one. I know I can make it another time. I know who my healer is. I know who my strong tower is. Just like last time, I've got a memory in my mind I can pull from. Somebody say amen. But there's some other memories that we have in our lives. And that are some memories of sin. Anybody ever been a sinner? And Scripture says, another writing of Psalm, as far as the east is from the west, you've probably read that, so far hath he removed our transgression, our sins, from us. Aren't you glad tonight that when you ask God to forgive you of your sins, Surely he did forgive you of your sins. Are you glad for that tonight? Do you believe sure enough that God has removed that from us? My sins are forgiven. My sins are far from his memory. Prophet Isaiah said, speaking of the Lord, I am he that blots out thy transgression for my own sake. And he says this, and will not remember thy sins. Other translation says it this way, that I will never think of them again. Now I wish Paul speaks of the mind of Christ, and we use that sometimes out of context, but it kind of works for our idea without being completely an heir of Scripture or truth. But I wish I had the mind of Christ, don't you? To where if Jesus can forgive me of my sins, and if the Lord can completely erase that sin from His memory, don't you wish you also had no memory of your past? Don't you wish? Does that make sense? I wish I could worship and praise and go to church and live my life in this new life that's God-given us, salvation and so on. Without the memories of things I've done wrong, I was raised in church also. To say I never did wrong would be a lie. 
But to say I backslid and was out of church for a while, that's not accurate either. If I did wrong on a Friday night, man, I was at the altar Sunday praying, begging God to forgive me because I just knew he's a big bad bully and he's going to come back Sunday night for his church and I got to go to school on Monday knowing I got to go to hell later on. And so I was asking God to forgive me. I really was trying to serve God. But I will tell you this. I still have memories in my life of things I am appalled by. Things I wish I never said or did or saw. Is this all right to talk about? I got memories in my past that still sneaks up on me. That still pulls back on me. When I begin to worship and praise, it's supposed to be. I'm just so free. I'm just so liberated. But can anybody admit today with me that sometimes right the devil and your mind has the gall as I'm praising and worshiping. You start to think about the things in your past that you wish you never did. Here is my submission to you. The memory, God does not erase the memories of your sins on purpose. They're not left in your mind so that you are haunted by them. They're not left in your mind so you remember that you are such a jerk and wrong and bad. But I will tell you this, that the memories are for you. That when you are praising, when you are worshiping, it's no doubt that you can think back and say, I remember what I used to be like. I remember the things I've done. It's not so far removed from my mind. I know what I used to do. I know what I did last month. I know the things I've done wrong, but the fact that I can still be in the presence of God and be a worshiper, I submit to you tonight what's better to If you did not have your memory of all your junk in the past, your worship right now would not even mean as much as it does. Because the fact that you're in the house of God this morning and tonight and you're serving God, even while you remember how wrong you were, how bad you were, and you still got the guts to worship and praise, yes, I do. In fact, that just fuels my praise. That just makes me want to worship even more to say thank you, Jesus, because I got a memory of all the bad, all the wrong, all the junk, but I still am in the house of God. I'm still able to worship you and praise you. My worship is even deeper. My praise is greater. My thankfulness runs more because I got a memory. Somebody give God some praise a moment there. Musicians, musicians, some singers can help me out tonight. So, without trying to sound so, so spiritual and so, so, so gifty, if that's a word, what I really feel this evening is that some people have struggled with their past. And though you come to the house of God and you worship 
and you praise. You, you feel the tear well up in your eye. You feel, again, what you said, brother, that familiar spirit, that familiar feeling come upon you. And, and it's like, a, like just a, a catch. It's, it's, it puts you in attention. And that is, and I feel the presence of God. I feel His Spirit stirring me. But this, I remember what I did. I know my life. I know maybe I'm not where I should be right now. But here is the beauty. That if God can still bless you, and if God can still move upon you, if you can still feel His Spirit, if tears will still well up in your eyes and flow down your cheeks, while you remember and while you know that the state you're in might not really be where God wants you to be, isn't that a beautiful thing? That in your time of question, in your time of wonder, in your trial or situation, I don't know, that God is so merciful that God is so gracious that he will still put his hand upon you that he will still nudge on you and pull on you because God gave you a memory this makes sense for a little while tonight the memories of my trials the memories of my hardships that does not linger in my mind so I can dig up past hurts and past pains or undone, unresolved issues. But the memories are for me to understand something. I did go through some things. I have been done wrong. I have been hurt. I have gone through some junk but look where I am I'm still in the house of God I'm still clapping my hands raising my hands and it serves as a landmark to prove that if God saw through saw you through last time or years ago use that memory to build your faith where you are right now, that surely He is God and He changes not. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that covers a broad spectrum, I know. But that surely if He did it for me in the past, He'll do it for me in my present. Not that I invite tragedy. Not that I welcome trials. But I also know this. Even the one that have not come to me yet. I just feel like sometimes they're just lined up. That sound like Job. As one's walking away, here comes another messenger. He, just line, he can look back and just see him lined up with bad news coming to him. It's a good life. It's a joyous life. Well, let's get real. It can be a tough life sometimes. But God gave you memories of past victories. But with the victory came a trial or a battle. And the second part is that God leaves the memories 
of your past wrongdoings and sins. So when you do enter into his presence and you do worship, it makes it that much sweeter. I know. You know, when Paul got around the other apostles when he first had his conversion, they were kind of nervous about him. We heard about this guy. I mean, he might be coming for us. They all, his sins were washed away and forgiven, but everybody had the memory of what he used to be like. So I like the idea also, let people still talk about what you used to be. Let them have the memory. I know when you were doing this. I know when you did that. You haven't always done this. I remember what you used to have. And you can testify with a smile on your face and say, I'm glad you remember how wrong and bad I was. Because I now live as a testimony of what I used to be and what I am now. The memory that you have it's just that. It's just a memory. It's not real anymore. It's not present anymore. It's just a past event. Stand to our feet if you will with me.